Welcome to the Movie Reviews and Pot Cookies Podcast. Now, as you listen to this, I need you to understand one thing. This guy is as high as a Georgia pine and still reviewing movies. He's doing his best, but Pot Cookies ain't nothing to F with. Let's join Mr. Pot Cookie with his movie review already in progress. Jermaine, the movie critic. I criticize movies. Sometimes I just walk down the movie aisle and just talk shit to them. (laughs) (laughs) I just criticize the hell. I don't even give them a chance to get out the box and get in the DVD player. I just start criticizing based on what I see on the package. (laughs) So you literally judge a book by its cover, huh? (laughs) Right there on the shelf. On the shelf. If you make it in the buggy... Alright, you don't make it in the buggy, better package it next time. So yeah, I like I like interviewing movies. It's good. Interview. <laughs> Alright, so the, the only requirements for this show is that you're high and that you have a movie that you want to talk about. And, and I can already tell that you're high. What movie do you want to talk about, Jermaine, the movie critic? Uh, I watched a movie the other day. Old dandy classic. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And uh, we actually went and bought the original one. So we watched it. And it's a lot different watching that movie now than back when I watched it then. I noticed some things like Santa Claus is supposed to be all friendly and helpful and everything. But what I found out is... Santa Claus really is a procrastinator and he's not really much of a not much of a people slash reindeer slash elf slash um clay wilderness manager. <laughs> he's not really good at focusing on problems and addressing them and coming up with resolutions for them. Uh, a key example of this, hold on one second. <laughs> so if you can't hear the audio, he's actually hitting a lighter and I assume smoking the rest of a bowl. Oh, I was lighting the incense. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so Rudolph, yeah. So Rudolph, no, it's Santa, Santa's the problem, okay? Here's the thing. I well, I became hip to Santa's problem at the very beginning of the movie, and then it just unfolded from there. It got worse, and here was the situation: Santa's out in the the reindeer concentration camp, walking around, saying hey to all the reindeers, you know, getting them all hyped for the season, you know, making them feel good about being tied up and flown through the air across the world. Uh, and so they're all out there flying, they're doing tricks, uh, some parkour and stuff. And so Santa goes to one of the little caves of the reindeer. What was that reindeer's name? Oh, well, Rudolph's dad's cave is where he went. I think it's Blitzen or Donner. Oh, Donner really matter right now, but anyway. (laughs) 
anyway, <laughs> I'll comment on that later. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, so Santa Claus just came into the cave, and there stood the family of reindeer. Well, one of them, if you haven't seen it, one of them had a shiny red nose, and that was Rudolph. Well, I'm pretty sure it's Blitzen. I know I'm Blitzen right now, but <laughs> I think it was him. And he's like, Santa, Santa, uh, my kid's got this shiny red bulb atop his mouth or nose. It's on his nose. It's not on his nose. It is his fucking nose. Oh, excuse my language. But he says, what am I going to do? All the other reindeer are like dissing my kid and shit. And a, a good Santa would have met him wherever he's at, found out what he's feeling and why, what's causing those feelings, and then went out there and addressed it with the other reindeer. But he didn't do that. He totally just dodged the whole problem situation and 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 and, and, and problem that Blitzer Donner was having with Rudolph's nose. And just busted out into fucking song and started singing and twirling around. And basically, what do you call that thing when you sit up in front of Congress and don't vote, but you just stand there so nobody else can? They had a sit-in of some kind? or, or um... Oh, man, there's a word for it. Uh, filibuster. Filibuster, yeah. So Santa basically filibustered the whole question... <laughs> And just fucking danced around a song, and I think he just twirled right out the cave and went on about his business as if one of his lead reindeer didn't just tell him, hey, my son's nose is shining. And so, really left a bad taste on my mouth about Santa. Oh, he's not very responsible. But what else was there? That little Dennis kid's gay. <laughs> yeah he is um he's definitely i mean nothing wrong with that but it's just funny to look back and see how old school media and entertainment was and uh rudolph is just it's it's just quite the sad story actually it's loaded with all kinds of bullying oppression Deviation, empathy, no apathy, and uh. So is Rudolph a sad story for you? Rudolph is a horrible story. He's <laughs> so horrible. Like, I don't. If I hear click, click, click on my rooftop, I'm gonna go out there and go click, click, click on Santa's top because. <laughs> He needs to release those reindeer. I mean, if you saw the caves that he keeps them in, it's not. I mean, they travel the fucking world one night. Every house, except for the little shits that don't get nothing. They get cold. That's, that's still a lot of houses to go to in one night. And they weren't even furnished caves. We quite, they were studio caves. They didn't have rooms, just fucking studio caves. How would you improve the worker conditions? Well, we start by putting some fucking do like Apple did with their factories and put some suicide nets around the North Pole. 
It's not going to be long, and there's going to be some kind of revolt. It'll probably be a Rudolph vote. Rudolph vote. Rudolph vote. I don't know. So what ha- what did you think whenever cuz in a part of the sec- uh, part of the story is Rudolph actually covers his red nose and he goes out and plays all the reindeer games and he dominates. What did you think of that? Hey, dude did good. He went out there, he was on point. You could tell he'd been training, been thinking about this. <laughs> he'd been visualizing exactly how he was going to execute these flips, dips and trips with all these other reindeers and their games and stuff. Um, he went out there and gave it his all, but then that stupid shitty costume, I mean, they fucking make every toy and every special thing in the world in this little shits that they live in, and they couldn't come up with a nose that would stay on through the whole, they make everything fake and and fantasy and makeup and toy-like, and so I just think it's a testament to the quality of product that's turned out at the North Pole, so there's like (laughs) an underlying issue there. So I was very uh, – I was happy for him at first. Then I was sad because, like, man, Rudolph has to hide who he really is just to be amongst his peers. And I was like, man, this is echoed through time, this problem we have, you know? And so I was very sad. And then when his nose fell off, first of all, freaked me out. <laughs> oh, shit, Rudolph's nose just fell off. <laughs> But then I was like, well, that was just a fake nose. But I was like, oh, fuck, Rudolph's nose is shining. And I was like, well, that's Rudolph. That's what he does. <laughs> and I was okay with it. But everybody else freaked the fuck out and was like, you can't play no more reindeer games. <laughs> so it was really just overall a sad. I didn't see Santa dancing and twirling at that moment. <laughs> Nobody dancing and twirling, really. But, you know, so that particular part of the movie, yeah, that made me sad. But once he lets his little his little light shine, he saves the day. What'd you feel in that moment? Well, here's what I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> okay. Rudolph's a better reindeer than me, because here's what I'm gonna tell you. I would have got that motherfucker straight to the depths of the Grand Canyon and bailed right at the last second and let them fucking crash into the side of the fucking rocks and just perish there. And then I would sit up on that motherfucker clucking and chucking, playing whatever games I wanted. So that's really how I felt about it. <laughs> but it is a happy Christmas story, and I can see where they were trying to make like, you know, oh, it's all good now. Rudolph's leading the sleigh, the team, with his special talent. Now everybody, now that his, now that he... Now that everybody else realizes what his unique attribute, how it benefits them, now he's okay. So it's like that's kind of wrong because you can't you can't just be friends with somebody just because they benefit you. But then again, on the flip side of that, I think there's some gray area because that's what it's all about. Why would you be friends with anybody who, like, so if you're friends with somebody who makes you happy, that's a benefit. Is that wrong? No, it's not wrong. But you remove the drill-down level to the fact that it's happy versus, um, what were we talking about? A nose or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> then, you know, it's if you remove what they are and just say what they represent, and that is an attribute and a benefit, they're both attribute, both benefit, but people are going to give a pass on the, oh, you make me feel happy, so you're my friend, versus, 
oh, uh, your VCR still rewinds, so I'm going to be your friend type of thing, you know? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's just more accepting. It's just like people all day long will eat some bacon, but when's the last time you had some fucking gerbil or whatever, you know? People just ain't going to go for that, so... Well, it, it uh, they actually it's a cuisine in South America. Well, see, there you go, there you go. It's a prime example, prime example of something. I just... <laughs> well, Jermaine, we're, we're winding up. The dogs are barking. What's your score out of ten? If you were just get, showing this movie to a kid, what would be your score? What would be my score? Nobody should show this film to a kid. What is wrong with you? This is purely an adult film. Um, it's probably laid the foundation for so much hate and crime in the U.S., more so than the N.W.A. album. <laughs> so, yeah. so, uh, but a score overall... Like if you, there's several ways out of pure entertainment, fucking zero because it was not entertaining. Uh, <laughs> it was very hurtful and sorrowful. Uh, but on a level of education, like what it could teach you about how screwed up some stuff is, especially way back when. Then uh, that's a ten, Roger Dodger, because you'll learn a lot about how basically Rudolph and Santa predicted the future of how things would be, and uh. You know, I've I've found myself griping about how bad cartoons kids are today, or kids' cartoons are today. But look at this damn movie. <laughs> so, so, so what do you give it out of ten? One being terrible, ten being great. Well, like I say, man, zero for entertainment purposes because it's so sad. But for educational purposes, <laughs> it's ten because you're gonna learn a lot on that movie. Santa's a buster. See, <laughs> so don't trust the man in charge, huh? Is that the that's the lesson to come from this? No. If the if the person you answer to is at the end of a leather leash wearing a red suit and a furry hat, hell no. <laughs> All right, so you heard it here first. Uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer is definitely an adult film. And Jermaine, the critic, that you've been great, man. I gotta give some other folks a chance. Have a happy holidays, man. Merry Christmas. I'm Mr. Pot Cookie, aka Josh, and I'm here with Mona Fishman. And Mona, there's two requirements to be on the show. One is you have to be high, and number two is you have to have a movie you want to talk about. So, do you fit the requirements? I qualify. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what movie do you want to talk about? Uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. <laughs> so, now, Walk Hard, can you give me a, a rundown of, 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 like, the the synopsis of what Walk Hard is? <laughs> sure. It's about, um, well, it starts off with two brothers, and one accidentally kills the other one, by, but it's a comedy. Um, and... <laughs> And the father, throughout life, always, always said, "Wrong kid died." <laughs> and in that movie, um, what's his name? I think it's Tim Meadows is the actor from Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Um, who he's in the band. Okay. Well, anyway, after the boy um, accidentally kills his brother, he grows up to be a musician, 
a really good musician and in his band he's got Tim Meadows from SNL and who offers him um his first degree. And anyway, he ends up being <laughs> ended up being a real junkie. <laughs> it's hilarious though because the movie <laughs> his wife says he keeps telling him even though he's famous, you're never gonna make it. He's already got all these platinum records and all this money. You're never gonna make it. This <laughs> is crazy. Oh, Kirsten Wig, I think that's who who plays also from SNL. Uh, I used to love SNL until lately, but uh, yeah, they had good years and bad years, you know. Yeah, and the um, and to to give people an idea of what Dewey Cox uh, Walk Hard is, it's Walk Hard: The Dewey Cox Story, and it's it's starring John C. Riley. And yes. he plays a Johnny Cash-like character who's reflecting on his entire musical life before every concert. <laughs> and it's it's a straight parody of Walk the Line with Johnny Cash. And it is maybe the best comedy ever made. And each time he plays, he gets turned on to a different drug. <laughs> <laughs> he starts off, and what what Mona was talking about earlier was uh he walks in on uh on Tim Meadows, the drummer in the in the band, and Tim Meadows is is hanging out with some gals and smoking some weed, and he and Dewey Cox walks in and he's just had a blow up with with uh, I think his lady friend at that time, and he goes, "What you doing?" And he and Tim Meadows looks him dead in the eyes like, Dewey Cox, you don't want no part of this. <laughs> and he's like, why? Is it expensive and addictive? It's neither of those things. <laughs> it's the cheapest drug available. <laughs> you don't want no part of it. That's right. And then, and then John C. Riley, you know, Dewey Cox goes, I think I'm going to need to try me some of that marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> My and, favorite part of the movie is when he's got all these naked people walking around. And he <laughs> woke up from some massive orgy that he doesn't even remember because he was way too wasted. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, I can't remember. It was like, I just know it was crazy. That's a crazy movie. I love that movie. Yeah, and and in that scene, there's a lot of male nudity. Oh yeah, that's probably why I like. <laughs> right up on the screen. Hello. And I I went to the theater to watch this. Uh, yeah right. And and there was an older couple that evidently thought that this was not a parody, and they thought they were going to go see a Johnny Cash like film. Whenever that dude's cock comes onto a 40-foot screen, and it is front and center. Oh that is just nothing but ding-a-ling right there. Whenever that cock came on the screen, the old woman looked at the old man, and he went, and she went, we got to go, Bill. Okay. It's like when the, when the people take their, their children to go see South Park movies, not realizing that they're going to have songs like... Shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> and if they don't speak English, English their kids are watching. <laughs> you know, they had some nailed nudity in there, too. <laughs> so, it's just good. <laughs> they think because it's animated, it's going to be for children. <laughs> yeah. We went to the theater to see it, my mother and I. South Park, you know, bigger, longer, and uncut. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. There were, like, foreigners bringing their kids. <laughs> Little kids. It happens. <laughs> I, I, I see... 
I see kids at films that are completely inappropriate all the time. Like, I went and watched Deadpool. Boy, yeah. talk, talk about a film that's not appropriate for children. Deadpool is, is definitely one. Like, there there's scenes where he actually, they have a, a lovemaking scene. Mm-hmm. And you see full frontal Ryan Reynolds nudity. Oh, I heard that. <laughs> so, that, considering your love of Dewey Cox and the Cox and Cox, oh my God. you might want to check out Deadpool Unrated to to get a right. you know some some more uh, celebrity some celebrity Dead cock there. Gone wild. <laughs> Part dudes. <laughs> you know the Deadpool they're going to they're going to probably name that Deadpool Part Deuce and there's going to be a, there's going to be poo on the poster. You can almost guarantee that. I can guarantee that joke's going to be somewhere in there. Yeah, I'm gonna make a meme right after this. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? I already forgot because I'm stoked. That, uh, that's the thing about weed. It's Deadpool. it's good for your long term memories, not so great for the short term. No, but I really have a good memory. But that's why usually I have to write things down right away. <laughs> oh well. Well, when I listen to the podcast, I'll <laughs> I'll make the meme then. There you go. Then you're on board. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so, Mona, on a scale of one to ten, what do you give uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story? Oh, on a scale from one to ten, I give it a, a, an eleven because it's one of those movies that you just can't turn off once you see that it, you know it's on and you know it. You've seen it so many times and you don't care if you catch it in the middle or whatever. You just have to continue watching. It's kind of like against the law to turn it off because my favorite line is "Round kid, dad." <laughs> And and that's his dad saying that. That's his dad. Yeah, well, yeah, hilarious. Yeah. That or also the scene. I love the scene where he's like just sweeping up at the at the club in the beginning when he first got his start. And, oh my gosh! Uh, and he ended up impersonating the black singer so perfectly that the blacks were almost getting offended, but they weren't because he was so good. And, and, and remember, no, I love that part. He just came out and imitated the guy so perfectly. And the the soul singer in that one was played by Craig uh, Robinson. And, oh, I didn't know that. And he, but... you know, he is a talent, and he plays piano, and he sings, and he he's, he's just a hilarious comedic talent. And he <laughs> he and played music, that role the music so is well. So great, the songs that Dewey made, you know, in the movie. Oh. The, I, I love music. I know. love I love when he does the punk rock version of Walk Hard after he gets oh, on yeah, cocaine. Right? Oh, then that—that's my favorite line of uh, of the movie is, "I'm gonna have to try me some of that cocaine." <laughs> For so months, I went now. around I every time I saw doing the song or whatever. Huh? Yeah, they spent all that money on a whole orchestra to do his song. <laughs> it was all wire. <laughs> it was it was a takeoff of Brian Wilson uh, from the Beach Boys, and uh, Dewey so, Cox it was a combination. Yeah, it, they they stole from a bunch of autobiographies and and made maybe the greatest music comedy parody ever made. Uh, it really is. That's a great description of it. Very accurate. Well, Mona, it's been great talking with you. <laughs> great talking to you, Josh. All righty, you have fun. You too. Have a good one. Merry Christmas. I will watch that movie so you don't have to. Who reviews and for cooking? Who reviews and for cooking? I will watch that movie for you. I 
I hope you enjoyed the movie reviews and pot cookies podcast. I know his mother is proud. Follow him at Mr. Pot Cookie on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Thanks, Sharon. I know you enjoyed this, but not you, John. You're named after a bathroom. So, get busy living, or get busy listening to movie reviews and Pot Cookies Podcast. Hey, everybody. This is Mr. Pot Cookie, a.k.a. Josh, and uh, I just want to let you guys know that, that I did sign up for iTunes like you guys asked, and it's on there. I've been told that if you'll rate and review, it helps the show a lot and helps new people find the show. So if you get a chance, rate and review. If not, it's cool too. I'm pretty mellow. <laughs>